You are listening to Outside Radio. Welcome, hello, hey, Sanwanani, it's Malang. Uh, I know it's been such a long time since you've heard this voice. You are listening to Nuka, former podcaster of Ugly Girls Club. But now we, we move on to greater things, we move on to better things, we, we move on to the We Outside show. You know, it is summer, it is uh, an outside type of vibe so i thought why not create podcasts where we are literally outside and we're in different spaces within cape town where we're talking to different people about different things and you know i just really also wanted to move away from my traumatic experiences which i shared on ugly girls club and and talk about like you know happier stuff you know intentional you know i want to laugh i also want to laugh <laughs> and you know and through the series we'll just be talking you know whatever hits the mind whatever is happening at the time is going to be the conversation um, and for our first episode um, i'm joined by muna who's all the way from the uk um, and we'll be discussing something that a lot of people on the internet and myself uh, would call pussy politics, basically. Um, poom poom politics. <laughs> hey, Muna. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for, for joining me and thank you for making time for even after all the other times. So... Um, thanks for that. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm glad we found a mutual time. For people who don't know you, please share with the listeners who you are and um, a little bit about your history. Cool. Uh, so I'm born and raised in London, UK. Um, I've basically did my schooling there, uh, lived my life there until a few months ago when I started traveling. So I started in East Africa. Um, and made my way down to South Africa a couple months ago. Fortunately met yourself as among, as among many uh, wonderful, beautiful people and very, very excited to have this conversation. I don't know if anyone, like, if you want me to delve into how we met, but we ended up meeting at a live music event and just mm -hmm. had a great conversation. So, yeah, I'm looking forward for today. Yeah, we basically, when we met, it was like... I don't know, like minds, like if minds would be in love, it would be like minds at <laughs> <Yeah>. first sight. Because <laughs> we were talking about exactly what we're going to be talking about today, you know, um, pussy politics. We're going to be talking about desirability. We're going to be talking about the app world, the dating apps. Um, we're going to be talking about lonely men across the world, lonely men worldwide. We're going to be talking about the manosphere. So there's, there's, quite, there's quite a lot that we going to um, dive into. But um, mm. first your dating journey um so far how has it been like what has been your experience in the dating world oh went off with a personal question right from the start um <laughs> <laughs> uh, personal experience of dating um i have to say like i think i enjoy the process of dating when i actually meet and get to know someone in the real world as opposed to dating apps um i found that dating apps can range from truly terrible to slightly questionable and I don't know if that's either 
people just clashing in terms of what they're looking for on dating apps or everyone just looking to get whatever it is that they can out of the situation and we lose that authenticity and we lose that you know basic and mutual compassion that you have for one another but yeah dating in terms of dating on dating apps i have stories for days just in the weird pickup lines um mm. the approaches and how how dates have been um but i have to say that i've sort of just let dating apps go as I've been traveling and I found that to be much more pleasant so um opportunities for genuine connection genuine attraction uh and then from there I go on a date or two and and see where it leads yeah I think dating apps for everyone is just not a thing um but also personally for me like when it comes to dating I found like it's kind of changed you know from when I was like a bit younger and in varsity um type of vibe um there was like more people were more keen to be like in relationships and date and court you know um now I just feel like people are just <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they just they just you know here for a short time, not a long time, which which is kind of like sad, really. It's strange even that you say that because there have been some dating success stories on apps, people marrying their life partners from Tinder or Bumble. Um so I wonder how is it that people are going about it? Is there like a formula? Is there a way to do it? How have you found it? Do you know friends who have had long-lasting relationships from there? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> they have not. And if we think about apps, I mean, the, the dating apps have been, like, discussed. Um, like, many, uh, there's a lot of, like, video essays on YouTube um, about dating apps. And just about, like, how, as, like, a black woman um, on a dating app, um, you basically like a bottom of the barrel type of thing, you know. Mm. Um, and if you are like chosen, it's it's more of like a hookup situation than like oh we we went on two three dates and um, we got together like for real for real, you know. And also just the premise of dating apps like my picture does my picture explain who i am (laughs) and it also depends whether or not people have bios right or they put any information in their profiles if we just have pictures what are you getting purely on the aesthetic level there's nothing else that you can gauge there's nothing about the chemistry in person or the energy or you can't really get someone's personality until you swipe right give them a chance and they can either surprise you or, or disappoint you but also, do, do you read a bio, Mona? <laughs> I, uh, so when I was on apps, I actually refused to swipe right unless they had a bio. If someone didn't have a bio, it just felt like to the left. Trash. <laughs> Why am I wasting time? How about you? I don't know. I sometimes, like, if someone was pretty, like, I was not reading the bio, which was probably maybe like the mistake I made. <laughs> it was probably the mistake I made because uh, a lot of the people we I'm actually like friends with a lot of the people I've matched with on apps. Um, uh, I don't know. I, some of them I don't even That's like. Great. <laughs> go see like we'd meet up and I'd be like, oh, cute, and then like we'll just be friends because. At, you know 
you know, as Tony Braxton would say, like he wasn't man enough for me type of energy, you know. Um, <laughs> I feel that bad. But then in that case, there was some kind of not necessarily like I think sometimes it's hard to even describe why you're not into someone. So if if Tony Braxton is the one that's really helping with that explanation, <laughs> then girl go for it I, I wondered about the friendships like how how is it gone when you've met someone and decided hey I want them to be my friend um I think it was like it's like chilled you know some of them maybe I wouldn't like meet up with them um but because I have them maybe on whatsapp um we start off just like by commenting on um instagram I mean what status stories and then we start having conversations randomly after that um and yeah we just become friends you know just like hey how you doing oh my god you won't believe what happened um yeah it's interesting though because quite a lot of them quite a few of them are my friends (laughs) or maybe i'm the problem like i'm just like friend zoning everyone hey but the standards are high and they have to be and if you enjoy their company enough to keep them around platonically then power to you Right, right. Um, I mean, do you have a, a story? A, a sub, maybe let's talk about a positive story from a dating dating app, you know, because we, we know all the bad stuff. Mm, I hear that. A positive one. Um, yeah, I think like there was, there's been a couple of people that have had great dates with on dating apps. Um, there was... I guess if I take the positive one, I dated this person for maybe a few months, um, had a good time, quite compatible with personality. Um, He was very humorous, um, really great sense of humor. So I enjoyed that for the time that it was. It was a summer fling. Um, And, you know, the app app did what it needed to do. It was was really great. Um, But he also did have a bio. So I think my methods seem to have worked then.
listening to Outside Radio. You know, hookup culture is also really um, something that's like huge as well on the apps. And never mind the apps, also like IRL in real life, you know. Um, for like what experiences have you had? Um, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be you. It could be like what you see from your friends, family or just the vibe around you. A lot of the times the vibes can feel like here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it, it also depends maybe about what the dating culture is like in the, in the place that you're in. So London, the way that I experienced it and my friends experienced it is it's just as if people are, and men in particular, are like commitment phobic. Mm. <laughs> so um, if you are hoping to have the opportunity to date for a longer period of time, it's, it's less likely to happen. And and then even when you divide that, it, there are also like significant differences in cultures within London. So you have the overall London dating culture and then you have dating cultures that are unique per community. So um, for me, who's dated in, well, as a black woman who's dated in the black community, it definitely feels like commitment can be a struggle and commitment is one of the more rarer uh, experiences maybe that people have regarding apps. Um, and then sort of coming to the East Africa commitment is huge. Like, oh, we date mm. for two weeks? Right, we're going to get married. Yep, yep. <laughs> Which is uh, completely different. Um, so it, it was less on the... So where London can be focused sometimes on, on hookup culture, traveling in East Africa, that's not the case, right? It's like, oh, now we dated. If there is a hookup, then there is this idea that we're in it for the long term. Uh, in it for the long haul that there is in mind that you'd eventually meet families and sort of settle down which is such a culture shock I can imagine and I mean when like South Africa I think is very like fuck boy fuck girl territory you're gonna have to tell me more I haven't dated much in South Africa in particular so this is where you shine with your story Uh, it's it's the pits it's Pittsburgh (laughs) it's that place over there yo um yeah I think um there is that fear of commitment um of people and I think maybe it's it's like because there was like a 
a shift in 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 culture um when the internet pulled through um a lot of things started being different like after the internet and like 2010 paris hilton um i'm just trying to think of like extreme like reality tv and um like you know where necessarily like the focus wasn't being in a relationship and rather just being like the hardest girl in town type of thing you know and, and as much as that was like played um in female tele- tv roles it was also mirrored with the guys as well and if you think about the hills do you, did you watch the hills ah i didn't oh the hills yeah the gonna hills. break it down <laughs> <laughs> no you don't you don't you did not have to write it down treachery the ghetto like it's just um a lot of um uh fuckboy culture um propelled in into our faces you know um and also it was kind of also the time of like revenge porn like there was just a lot going on um from 2010 onwards <laughs> the internet did a lot um and i think also with that being said as well um maybe in the black community um where i'm from there's not a lot of families um that have fathers in them um i don't know um maybe it could be different um on your side growing up in the uk oh, i don't know it's it's hard to say like i i had you a lot of people from um who had both parents at home and those who were from single families so do you feel like that has a, a big effect on how people perceive dating i do i think um some people they might be like oh i never want to have my children grow up in like a, a single parent home so i'll make sure that will happen and some people will just be like i mean i'm fine my mom was alone <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh i'm okay so i can just like live it up you know um i don't necessarily have to be committed to anyone um and especially like um with the amount of uh baby mamas you know that are in black communities um and that's not just yeah i mean in america that's a big thing as well so yeah i think mm. yes <laughs> so i wonder like what would be like the reason or the cause for single parents or like single mothers in in various communities around the world mm, uh, oh that is like history um it's history and it's like how our families were split up anyway and continue to be split up you came you
So if you think about like, um, what's it like? Uh, what the best, the best like, poom poom in the world type of thing, you know? Um, like I've got it. You don't, you know? Like when you think about like rhetorics like that and conversations like that, like Abu, um, who's the one? Abu Sawiti, Abu Cardi, you know that type of music, that type of energy, you know, bad bitch energy, you know. Um, it's kind of like I mean I understand like the the sexual the sexual feminism behind it and all of that but also I mean with that rhetoric are you really engaging with the human or are you engaging with the diamond pum pum I heard that oh that's a tough question um it's it's hard isn't it, when you think about it especially with that genre that men have for so long spoken about their prowess in the bedroom you know how they're the shit and all the things that they're gonna do so when the hip-hop girlies are doing it themselves and they're you know writing songs that feature sex prominently and their own pleasure in that i think i think it's necessary i think it's needed i think to have it so out there so so open and so out there to be like hey as a woman it's okay to talk about sex it's okay to say that you enjoy sex and it's also okay to like big up yourself on your attributes and what you're able to do enjoy it and be fun say it loud say it proud etc but um in terms of what that does in the conversation yo i don't i don't know i don't know if it's invalidating uh other elements of relationships but at the same time i don't want to devalue what it means to have sexual intimacy with people. I think sex is a beautiful part of partnership and whether people want that within partnership or whether they want it outside of that for shorter hookup culture, it's, I don't know, I guess it's like everyone's preference really. Yeah, like it's, it's, they're both okay. Um, But also to like touch on like um, when you talk about like also the guys talking about it as well. I feel like it's uh, even for them, it's, it's not like they, they having sex with a, with a human, they're having sex like with like, it's, it's transactional, you know what I'm saying? And I think it's also the Mm. same um, in, with female the female rappers as well and you know like i think for me it's kind of like we yes i'm i'm very sex positive but also let's not recreate what men are doing you know what i'm saying like it's kind of like let's create a new um a format and a, and a format for yourself you know what i'm saying you don't necessarily doesn't have to necessarily be like a movement you know because that's you know mm. out of our control but um a different format for yourself i think that's that's what's important for me you know when abo sweetie uh Stawiri, um they're saying you know um copter quavo copter bentley quavo got the bird get you a man who buys you a birkin you know but in meantime back at the ranch it's wild i was wondering like in terms of how men like can do that male rappers can do it i think a lot of the times the issue has been 
I guess maybe it just links back to respect again, right? Because it can be derogatory. It is looking at women um, as being objects. Um, and it hasn't been free from a lot of violent language that's used about women, right? So a lot of times can be quite uncomfortable. Are we talking about consensual sex at this point or not? Right. Quite an uncomfortable thing to hear. But um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but so far I don't think, like at least from what I've been hearing about like Cardi B, um, Meg Thee Stallion, I don't know whether like this, the lyrics they use have a lot of violence or if the focus is more so just on their pleasure, the focus is on them receiving pleasure. So maybe in a different angle, it can be about recentering women in that intimacy, recentering what it means to please a woman, recentering that women also enjoy sex and are active participants in the sex rather than someone where the sexual acts have been done to, someone who's passive and someone who's only there for male pleasure. Mm, no, I totally agree, and I, I like that. I really like that um, perspective on on like the music about it. You know what little Kim was doing back in the day, like to kind of say yes, we are sexual human beings. We enjoy having sex. We we also can and would like it to be in a specific way. There was a tweet that really had me, and they were basically saying how like people's grandparents' generation had all of like. Their grandmothers had all the bills paid <laughs> the house was paid for everything and all they had to do was like wear the that nightgown to keep a man so yeah i mean it's a little bit <laughs> it's a little bit simplified but I, I i do wonder how things seem to be moving right because if we look at traditional dating or like what dating means actually also for a lot of people generally is a man will ask you out and he'll take you on a date assuming that it's a heteronormative or a heterosexual relationship yes um, yes but I, I guess because we're talking about gender here so keeping this as an example like a man will ask you out a man will pay for stuff like a man will sort of like continue to pay for stuff for as long as it's there and i think that still emulates um, a level of traditional courtship that we're used to as a society um, but then also then there's conversations where men aren't happy with that anymore. Um, you get, it ranges from the more misogynistic discussions where if they're paying for dates or if they're paying for gifts for you, that means you need to put out. So mm-hmm. less so that they're doing this because they want to uh, do it for pure pleasure, for your pure enjoyment or to see you happy or, ca- or cared for in any way, but because they think that they are owed something. And that is usually turn into a conversation that they are owed sex um and and other ways where you know general discussions could be like well if women want equality if feminism is a thing then why should men be out here paying for dates so it's difficult to kind of see like there's a lot of noise about so when sweetie is saying like you need to be given a birkin when other other rap girlies are saying you know you need to buy me this a car bag whatever the case may be take me out um there can be a lot of vocal opposition from men online who don't like that. Um, personally, like it's hard for me to retain being attracted to a man um, if they're not, you know, putting in the effort. And yeah. a lot of the times that can be with a wallet, but it's just it's hard for me to to to, to to distance that from from respect right yeah if you ask me out you take me out you put in the effort be the romantic mm. person that's the stuff that i like um and i think maybe we don't allow people to uh 
uh, like live in their own truth of what they like and what they want. Like it's always one or the other. You either have to have a guy that is paying for all of these things or the other side of the argument where it's like, well, you're a feminist, so you should be the one doing it. Just let people like what they like, right? If you want a man to take you out and pay for your stuff and pay for bills and stuff, cool, that's what you like. So if you're a man who doesn't want to do that, don't go for that type of woman. I totally feel that. Um, it's, yeah, like you said, you know, it's kind of like, where it's it's bartering it's meeting in the middle type of vibe you know um not everyone is going to be like that not everyone is expecting a put out type of thing but it's just also uh it's like you bring it back to like the average person you know um as much as like there are these things that are happening on top of our heads and like pop culture and influence and stuff there's still the the day-to-day you know and i mean there are some people who live like that and then there's many people who don't as well you know as it so when you say the influence is right so this is what all the the songs are saying but you don't think it correlates to like actually what happens in the dating culture I mean, I don't think so. I think people will try to emulate that energy, but like, and I don't, I don't think so. Like, I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't think so. I, I don't think so. And it, and especially like with women, like demanding more from um their partners it's it, it's uh, not the same anymore it's it's not necessarily just about like the sexual liberation because it's like people in our generation um and and i speak like from the more privileged side i guess um because i've been we've been exposed to uh different things um and choice is one of the different things that we've been exposed to and have like there's there's more there's more to it You're listening to Outside Radio.
I'm very curious then what, what does that mean for you in in the dating world like what aside from all of the stuff that the rap girlies are putting out the rap ladies what what do you want what do I want you see I'm not even thinking about dating right now I've deleted all the apps <laughs> after this we're doing a whole podcast episode on dating <laughs> You see, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's just like so much more to life than just being that girl or being in a relationship. And there's nothing wrong with like having a partner. I think. I think it's important. It's important. Um, but I don't know. I'm not. I mean, if I was okay, let's say I was looking for something. I mean, like you you mentioned respect quite a bit, and respect is very important. Um, and also just like you need to like mentally challenge me and I think that's what I've been finding really hard um, the mental challenge like let's let's kill the game with it runs a bit flat for you <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it's really like mean. it's so sad because sometimes maybe like I'll be talking to someone and maybe they'll like the the principles are there but like the engage engaging with the principles challenging the principles um what other principles are out there like yo it'd be lacking <laughs> it'd be lacking someone once was like and we both know this person once was like uh they were talking about i don't know a book about african what 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 and i was like oh that'd be super cool you know i'm always keen to read about the continent you know in whichever way you're from and then they go it was written by a white person and then i was like mm. uh oh screw <laughs> <laughs> yeah record scratch what do you say what did he say what you mean like no 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 you know and also like mm. with the whole like the the broken bag and all of that stuff like there's a lot of men people are struggling bro people are struggling like yeah. there's no like so you just need to i mean i, I would prefer to have like money of course but like you need to come with more than just that i feel you i feel you so outside of like the money thing when you're talking about like mental stimulation sexual stimulation what else would you look for like are you would you say you're a romantic person do you need someone to approach you on that level am i romantic i like i guess i could be romantic because i like being like caught off guard you know i'm very much like a uh i'm very capricorny in the sense of there's like a certain way i present and package myself um mm. and like if you are someone who can like catch me off guard and like put penetrate through that that's cute like i think that's cute like you got mm. me <laughs> you got me yeah um i'm a very like my well, like if I had to think about things that I really enjoy about being in a relationship would be like time spent you know quality time um physical touch but like that's probably only going to be like eight months into the relationship 
a year I in, you. we can start touching. <laughs> Have you proven yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm very like I don't know. I'm I'm probably not the best example when it comes to things like this. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to talk about. And for you, like, what would be most ideal? Hmm. It's very interesting because I think like when I was younger, I was more, um, I was maybe less, I don't even know if fussy is the right word, but I was easier to please, so to speak, right? Mm. So as long as there was good chemistry and we had a good time, um, I could be very understanding for a lot of things, but I actually thought, think that that was through a combination of lack of experience, but also Mm. only knowing myself so much. And I think in all the times that I've had to get to know myself, in all the times that I've poured into myself, that I love myself, that I really like deliver standards to myself that I want, that I no longer wait for other people to do. Uh, and I pour that into myself. There comes a case now where it, it would take a lot for a, a guy to try to meet that or to hold my attention because if I'm good by myself then it has to be like okay what are you adding to my life that would allow me to step outside of that yeah, and to be extra be your company exactly like romantically and intimately right like because otherwise I'm good like I've got so much that I've covered in regards to pouring in love myself and that's not to say that you know no one's an island so you don't want to be alone even with the loved ones that I have there's so much craving in terms of partnership intimate partnership and relationships but um i like my minimum threshold has increased so if you don't meet that minimum threshold if you're not putting in effort if you're not planning dates if you're not being romantic about it then it's hard to catch me yeah and i think that's why like for a lot of women you know i think a lot of women are in that space now you can do the things that you want to do like that satisfy you and it's kind of like what do you add and i think also for a lot of men now they they're finding it difficult to navigate that space um mm. and we were talking about this the other day like how men are lonely <laughs> they're becoming lonely because women have standards like yeah it is it is wild it is wild that that could be the statement when like there should be lo- other loving relationships that men cultivate with their own friends too but i think that says more about how women carry a lot of the emotional labor and weight of men that's mm-hmm. a that's a, such a big discussion because now we have to start addressing the vulnerability that men are able to feel safe and expressing with their friends and why do they feel more safe to do so in partnership with their women mm. and i mean also like even though you are in a relationship even then like men are not like that vulnerable with with you as a woman like men uh tend to find it a bit harder in general to be vulnerable um and i i I found it interesting when they were like men are lonely and i was just like are they lonely or is it like lack of um being wanting to be better i see so as women change their standards men aren't able to adequately adapt to that and that's where they're losing out yeah, I think I think that's where it's at, you know, like do the work. Baby,
without meaning In the midst I can see gleaming Time to wake up and stop the dreaming Cause you're my little baby cakes And I know you got what it takes The way you make me feel The way that I am When you talk to your friends And call me your man Tell her I'd like to thank you, thank you Through good and bad times The future just me and you With a fun time With a fun slow Just just one thing I want you to know I just want you to know Oh, oh And I think I'll never grow Yeah, yeah I just want you to know Oh, oh with someone in my previous podcast um, series um, and we were talking about Women's Day, Women's Month and how women are expected to change and be better, you know what I'm saying, continuously growing and doing the work, you know what I'm saying, like heal child type of energy and men are just like floating they just living their lives just it's nice mm. <laughs> you know they never have to do the work so now it's kind of like they are we are holding them ransom to do the work and it's high key refusing to do so mm. that's so interesting because i feel like if it's a case of refusing to do so like when when there is a need to adapt to change and to grow and you keep ignoring that call that's when things can go left in your life. So the more you refuse it, the more resistance you find, the more issues you may find in your own interpersonal relationships or like satisfaction with sense of self. So a lot of that is happening that's very unrelated to women. Um, but if the discourse keeps bringing it back to, well, let's simplify it and women are too demanding or their standards are too high or they want too much, then you continue to to push away what is actual real necessary work mm. Mm. like you you like pushing away the work and like a lot of um 
uh, a woman are, are choosing to not date as well um, because of this or choosing to be um, in alternative relationships um, because of this you know I just I, when I when I read that um, headline I was like I mean really how how are you lonely like you just don't want to do the work <laughs> face yourself (laughs) face yourself you know i think one of the things that's so sad about that situation is that i wonder whether a lot of men actually have the tools to so i think in the ways that men are socialized like especially the whole men don't cry bullshit right Mm. those are things that are taught early on i think suppression is probably one of the the main causes of this like if you suppress your feelings to a point where you are in your big age you're not able to recognize what your emotions are where they stem from um how you deal with things under pressure or what your triggers are then it is it is tough and like i I mean there's one of the things they say men are lonely and for all that i've discussed in understanding how that can generate harm in 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 interpersonal relationships from men to women or from men to their other partners or in other relationships uh, I don't know, maybe it's a Friday evening, right? There's, there's there's a compassionate side for me that wants to come out and also be like, yo, like if they don't have the tools, then they need help. But they don't mm. need help from their, their women. They don't need help from partners. I think women are, are the first point of call that men will look to to try and carry the emotional burden or emotional weight. Yes. They need to go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> don't turn to your partners. You need to go to therapy. I think, personally, I think everyone should be going to therapy uh, or should need to go to therapy at certain parts of their life. But uh, men in particular, if hey, when the tools aren't there and for all the reasons as to why they may not be there, seeking help, seeking therapy is is a shout. Yeah, okay. So I think oh we could like talk on forever. Before we go and like wrap up, is there anything maybe you wanna um add to the conversation um that maybe I didn't touch on or you didn't get a chance to speak on? Oh well <laughs> I think you covered very thoroughly so many bases, but I think this has been a main discussion in the last couple of weeks for me. Uh, basically on love, right? I think so many of us are are learning what it means to love, but also what that means in so many forms. Uh, so I think there has to be a lot of grace as we're doing so, especially when we're dating. That requires vulnerability and it requires, you know, being open with one another, but that that is a two-way street. One party can't be walking in that experience whilst the other party isn't so yeah i just think that we're we're a lot we're a generation we're a people we're a society who craves and needs love but we just don't know the best way to go about it and right now i don't typically think that we have the blueprint and so we need to figure that out together um and how we do that remains to be seen but um, maybe just acknowledging that is the first step yeah yeah no we need to be vulnerable um it's like you speaking to me directly <laughs> be vulnerable oh do you feel called out <laughs> i feel high key called out <laughs> but it's cool it's cool um and i know you also have a your own podcast um brewing do you care to share a little bit just an insta about it yeah sure um so i think i mentioned earlier in this episode that um i was i've been traveling for a fair few months now um so in that there's been opportunities to meet a whole array of people and to get engage with different cultures and to really be acquainted with myself so 
Um, I am very passionate about what it means to tell a story, to be a storyteller. And so that's what the podcast essentially is. is um, It's called A Nomad's Tale. It's out on Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts and essentially recounts what my journey has been, um, how I kind of operate with it as someone who's a nomad, who um, moves on feeling, moves on intuition, um, some of the lessons that I've learned and, and and through even that process, the reflections that I've been able to gain. So yeah, the, the trailer and the first episode is out. The second episode was supposed to be out about a few days ago, but you know, what can I say? Every day is different. I move with yep. energy. So second episode soon come. Yes, yes, that's great. I mean, I'm I was like super excited when you said um you podcasting and you know traveling um and meeting different people and different cultures, experiences and living through basically um is such like great knowledge. Um it's a knowledge um it's priceless, you know. So I'm I'm excited uh, for more of um your podcasts um and thank you for coming on to mind. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for you coming. For inviting me. We outside. Hey. 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 Um, so yeah, so that's the episode. You can uh, catch it. Um, I don't know when I'm gonna drop it. I don't know. It's right now it's where my heart desires. Um, but you can always um follow at outside radio underscore or myself at Nico N I K H O N I K H O underscore M um, to get the the drop dates, the notifications. Um, you can also follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Outside Radio with a with a full stop, a period per um, <laughs> on both platforms. And yeah, man, thanks, thanks again, Muna, for pulling through and i mean i'm excited i'm excited um for the series and i hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i did i really did thanks so much for having me beautiful beautiful work i'm so excited to see where the rest of the series goes everyone else should be too hey yeah they they better (laughs) cool thank you you're listening to outside radio (laughs) 